We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down some potential free agent quarterbacks that could come into Detroit and be that backup quarterback. We also have some Super Bowl recap, all on episode 77 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 77 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Bed Online. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the quarterback market and the free agency. And basically, what we're going to be doing so for the offseason, starting off the offseason, till NFL free agency starts in, I believe it is March 14, somewhere around that range. We're going to be doing a little breakdown on every single position and players that could fit for the Lions and just like the best players on the market available. You kind of will get the concept after we do this episode. We're going to kind of do that for every episode. For well, for today's episode, we're going to be focusing on the quarterbacks. We're going to try to go on a two-week schedule where we drop two episodes a week for y'all. Um, maybe one defense, one offense per week. So you guys will kind of get the flow of it, but... but like I mentioned today, we're going to start off with the quarterbacks. But before we do that, I want to talk about the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl. Just for a little quick quick brief little bit. Um, I was the only one out of the three of us that chose the Kansas City Chiefs to, one, to win. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. What the fuck happened? Yeah, um, I was the one. Uh, Pierre and Malcolm were both uh, taking San Francisco to win this football game. And I stuck with my gut from the championship Sunday and – took the Kansas City Chiefs to win with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I know Malcolm has some interesting words to say about the game. So 
What do you have to say about your boy Shanahan, Malcolm? Well, Kyle Shanahan, no. I'm, I'm never betting on him on a big game ever again. Like he, I think he like mastered the art of choking. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's just the way I feel right now because how do you let the Patriot situation happen? Where you're up, oh, there were 23? 23. 23. He allowed in, a in the third quarter. And all they had to do was run the goddamn ball. So you told me he didn't learn his lesson? What kind of shit is that? So he goes to the Super Bowl. He's up 20 to 10. And all he had to do was run the ball. He didn't do, like, he didn't learn his lesson. The hell is that? And you know what the crazy thing is, too? Um, they have a run game. They have one of the more effective run games in the NFL. Right. And it's not like their quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Their quarterback is not even Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. He's not – Jimmy Garoppolo is not on that elite to very good level. He's not. And it's just bizarre to me. Something that led them to the Super Bowl, which was running the game, having three effective running backs lead him to the Super Bowl, and then just totally abandoning it in the biggest game of the year towards the end of the game because it seemed like after Mahomes threw that second interception the game was over that's what it seemed like you know when uh San Fran the whole defense they went to the crowd and you know they did a little pose with you know the the fans whatever you know you know what I'm talking about um I know it just seemed like the game was over there's about like eight minutes left in the football game they're up 20 to 10 all you gotta do is just run the football with their effective run game and there you go I mean the game is Basically over. I mean, they had probably, I believe on ESPN, it was a 96% chance of winning the game. And if you look back from the Super Bowl when they played the Patriots, I believe they had a 97% chance of winning that football game as well. So uh, I I think uh, Malcolm has had it right on the nail. Kyle Shanahan has mastered the the, the master of choking in a big game. Yeah, master of choking. I'm looking at the stats, and I'm just dumbfounded. Like, I don't get how you let this happen. Like, how do you let Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball 31 times? And then, and then you only run the ball with everybody. There's three running backs. You only ran the ball 20 times. So you probably had like a, you know, you know, Mozart had a 12 carries. And then everybody else has had, you know, Coleman only had five carries. Yeah. Like, what, what is he doing? Yeah, it is absurd to me as well. I, I don't understand it. And then the conservative play calling to end the first half as well. You know it's bad when you have three timeouts left and you paid your quarterback and you can't even trust him at the end the end of the first half to at least maybe deliver you and get some points. You know, it's bad when you're you're scared to hell that your quarterback might throw a turnover and give the Kansas City Chiefs the ball back. Yeah. And you know it's even worse when the GM of your football team is saying call timeout from the booth yeah. <laughs> in yes. Miami. He's saying call timeout. And it took him all the way to like when it was like 29 seconds left on a third and five. Once Kansas City called a timeout to get aggressive, yeah. I, I don't understand it. In the biggest game, in the biggest in game, the biggest game, he went and big stitch Matt Patricia. It's just, it's just sad. I mean, they deserve to lose that game. And hats off to Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. I mean, you looking at what they did, Patrick Mahomes they have the best game. I mean, I was shocked. That he, I mean, yeah, he's a quarterback, but should have should Patrick Mahomes should have won MVP. He had an awful game. He played awful. Yeah, for three and a half quarters. Yeah. I mean, he played awful. I mean, if you ask me, I would have gave the MVP to Damian Williams. If you ask yeah. if you ask me, I think he deserved to win the MVP. He had two touchdowns, 100 yards on the ground. I mean, if you ask me, I think he should have won the MVP. But it's Patrick Mahomes' world, and we just living in it. Man, I'm not against it either. I love Patty Mahomes. So. Yeah, I mean, good, good guy. He loves ketchup. 
Yeah. I mean, he loves is, ketchup. He loves ketchup. <laughs> he does. He puts ketchup on everything. I heard. I mean, shit. But before we keep talking about this, Kyle Shanahan screw up. Let's just talk We're about Detroit Lions. We're a Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, but I want to get that out of the way, you know, kind of talk some Super Bowl because, you know, obviously the biggest game of the year. It was a phenomenal game, by the way. Great setup by Miami. Great venue. Great halftime show for many different reasons, but great halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great halftime show. That was beyond great. Yes. That was amazing. So you guys, uh, you guys, you guys loved it because it, it took a, there was a lot of mixed feelings, man. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people, they'll either, either you loved it. Some people, some people did like hate it. Some people wanted more. But I mean, how could you put more? Like, uh, if you put more, it'll be something else. You know what I mean? I don't think you could add more <laughs> to that. Not more like that. Like they wanted, you know, it was, it, it was as far as like it was, a, it was a lot of the Spanish culture. I guess it was showing out of the Miami and Miami. I think that was dope. I like that. I like it too. I like that too. Bro, trust me. You trust me. Uh, you trust me. I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what they were saying is that um you know Miami is you know Miami has a huge part of you know, the Spanish culture. There's a huge right. part of Miami that's a Spanish culture. So I get why they did it. So, you know it's cool. But I guess they wanted some of the I guess the the Miami hip hop side of of the hip hop side to come out on the Super Bowl. And that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of people were disappointed as. Me, I could care less. Um <laughs> but I, I I enjoyed the show. I think it was one of the better halftime shows. I agree. So I, I enjoyed it. I agree. All yeah, right. one thing I was disappointed about. I was waiting for Pitbull to come out, and he never came out, man. You see, that, that that's another thing. You see, uh, that something like that. That's what that's what a lot of people look for. But other than that, man, I think it was the best <laughs> halftime show ever. In you fall, think the like, best ever? In our generation, I, I agree. Yeah, like my generation, yeah. Better than Beyonce for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think can't say is- I I won't I can't say that because I'll get I'll get attacked. By the beehives, I know too many of them, and I, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to keep my opinion to myself on that. If anybody's yeah, saying anything, it was here game day that this was also better than Beyonce. Did you text me and tell that? Tell me, I did not text that. Hell no, I did not say that. I would not say that. Um, because like I said, there's a beehive and there's like a Beyonce cult, and yeah, I'm not going to do it. If anything, it was Pierre that said it. I could show you his I, Instagram. I'll take the name. I don't care. <laughs> firm Malcolm. Uh, all right. All jokes aside. Um, you want to get into this? Should we get yeah, into it? Let's do it. Uh, Peter, kind of explain what we're going to be doing for today. In this all right. Episode. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks who could replace Stafford. Tom, no, I'm kidding. What? Oh, um, shit. Don't go there. We're going to talk about uh, backup quarterbacks. I don't think Stafford's going to go anywhere. I don't think um, they do either. Uh, I just think that all that is bullshit and smokescreen. So I don't, I don't believe any of that Stafford bullshit that's going on right now in the media. And we're obviously, I mentioned this earlier, but we're talking about free agency, not the draft. So this is just free agency. Free. Yep. We'll talk about the draft later. Yeah. Right now, this is free agency. All right. So let's start with the backup, starting with our guy, Jeff Driscoll, Nate Sudfeld, Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, Chase Daniel, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, Trevor Simeon, Mike Lennon, Brent Hundley, and Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. So we're going to just name some guys out of that list, guys that we think are good fits for this team, guys that we think are not necessarily good fits for this team, whether that be a scheme fit, whether that be a guy we just personally do not like or do like. You know, it's, we're going to get into all that. Um, Peter, want to go ahead and start off with a guy you really like on that list? 
Yeah, this is also a guy, Dave Briquette said the Lions also try to acquire, I believe, from the Denver uh, Broncos. This is Case Keenum. Um, he started in this league. He knows the division. He's played in multiple systems. Uh, and then his stats, <clears throat> he's completed 62.4% of his passes in his career. He has 14,368 yards, 75 touchdowns, and 47 picks. So not a bad ratio, 75 to 47. Uh, it's not that bad. Almost Pretty 2 nice. to 1, a little less than 2 to 1, but almost 2 to 1, sort of. Yo, so, yeah. before, before you go into your next guy, I just want to say this. I always wanted to say this. Case Keaton reminds oh. me, he's an NFL version of Jeremy Lin when he was on the Knicks. <laughs> okay, like the insanity kind of the insanity when he was, you know, this, that's the same thing he had. Like he was in Minnesota, he starred. Remember when they had that miracle Minnesota, Minnesota mir- miracle? Yeah, my brother. Everything was everything was like sky high for that guy. Yeah, and then they got rid of him and got Kirk Cousins, and he has just hasn't been the same since then. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been in the greatest situation, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's, right. I think it's, I think it's a lot of it has to do with scheme. And the position that they put him in, I'm not sure. But he just hasn't been the same. But he's still a hell of a quarterback, really good, good arm, smart, not afraid to make big throws. I like it. You like it? I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I really like the idea of Case Keenum as well. He was in Washington last year, and I don't believe – actually, I, I'm not – I don't know this. It, he might have won a few games there. I don't think he won too many. I don't think he won a game, actually, while he started in Washington this year. I can't confirm that, but you got you guys know where I'm going. He didn't win many games while he was in Washington. But uh, you mentioned it. Case Keenum has been in this league for a while. He's played in many different systems. He's proven he could win before, like he did in Minnesota. Stafford's deal with the injuries the last two years, and I'm not necessarily saying this should be a guy that you know should be starting, and should it won't even be like competition for Stafford necessarily. Yeah. But Case Keenum is a guy. If you ever needed him to step up, he can win you a football game. He can right. go out there. He can go out there and win you a football game. You know, he's a veteran. He knows what's up. He's going to accept that role as a backup quarterback. He he knows what's up. He's been in this situation before. And I think being a guy like behind Matthew Stafford, maybe Daryl Bevel's an offensive coordinator, maybe using that arm, maybe using some of those play big time play playmaker wide receivers like Marvin Jones, like Kenny Galladay. Whoever they bring in this offseason, if it's Amendola back or, you know, they go out and sign somebody or draft somebody, whatever it is. I like Case Keenum in this offense. I think it could be an interesting fit. You know, if you ever need him to start a game because Stafford's injury or whatever, if it reoccurs, it's definitely an interesting name. It would be a little more, I think, not necessarily pricey, but a little more pricey than what the Lions have done in the last previous years for back quarterbacks. Like, it's going to be more pricey than Tom Savage. It's going to be more pricier than Matt Castle. And I think that's fair for the Lions to do that because we've seen, like I mentioned, Stafford has dealt with two serious back injuries. And I think it is time to spend either uh, necessarily maybe a little higher draft pick or you go out and get your veteran like Case Keenum, which I would prefer, honestly. I'd rather prefer a guy like Case Keenum over drafting a quarterback in, let's say, the second round or something like that. Um, Right. I I think Keenum is – good enough to win you games and I'm willing to pay the little extra money to bring in a reliable back quarterback than what we've been doing the last few years. I don't want like last year where we just went through musical chairs with like a bunch of quarterbacks. <laughs> I think it's time just to get us a good 
solidified backup quarterback. And I think that's exactly what Case Keenum is. And I'm totally fine with it. And I think he's number one on my list as well of what's on the market out right now and the free agency market, at least. Yeah, Bob Quinn also said he was willing to pay uh, a little extra this year for a backup in his uh, presser. So, And he should. I got one more guy. Now, this is a guy who was drafted high, number two overall, back in 2015, I want to say. Tyler, am I right? You have really good memory. Who are we talking about? Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Yes, it was 2015, yes. Yep, Jameis went number one. He went number two. Now, Mariota is a guy, I think, like, he kind of just needs, like, a fresh start. He has talent. There's no denying that. He he can move. He could run. Lions like mobile quarterbacks. Um, and his stats in his career, I mean, they're not bad. They're not good. They're okay. 62.9 completion percentage, 13,207 yards, um, 76 touchdowns and 44 picks. So similar ratio to... Um, to Case Keenum with the touchdown interception ratio. But this guy brings another element with his legs, and he's also young. I believe he's only 26 or 27. He's young. He's getting off um, his rookie deal. So, yeah. Yeah, he's coming off his rookie deal. I just think he needs a fresh start now. I don't know if he'd come here as a backup. Maybe he'd want to compete for a starting job. But he, he's he's played for, like, more than one coordinator, so he's played in multiple systems. I think he had malarkey. And he left, and then uh, Rabel came in with his own guy. They had the dude uh, Lafleur. Now they have this other guy. I forgot the guy they have now. So he's played for multiple OCs. I just think he'd be good in this system. Now, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think of him? Marcus is an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think, you know, if if the Lions could bring him in, if they could, you know. It, it's kind of like it'd be another, I think, Case Keenum type thing. It'd be a little more right. pressure than the backups that we've had in the past few years. I'd be cool with it, but this I'm, I'm talking from Marcus Mariota's front right now. If I'm Marcus Mariota, I don't think Detroit's a good situation for me. I don't think yeah. it's a good situation for me. I think I go to a situation. I think the perfect situation for him personally, if we're just talking not Lions, just Marcus Mariota, I think like the Chicago Bears is like a perfect fit for him. A guy... Where their team starter is not, I guess, sold well on the coaching staff and maybe could come into a game and then wow the coaching staff and maybe, and maybe just maybe, could win a job from camp. If Marcus Mario comes to Detroit, there's no way in hell he's winning a job from <laughs> camp. And there's no way in hell he's ever going to get that starting job bearing no injuries. So for Marcus Mariota's benefit, Detroit is not a good situation. Again, for talking Detroit side, and they can get Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota in to be a backup quarterback. I'm totally fine with that as well. But from Mariota's side, I can understand why he wouldn't want to come to Detroit because I don't think it's a necessarily great fit for him. Because, like I said, I mean, he's still he was the top pick in the draft in 2015. I think a team could find something in Marcus Mariota. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's a star. I think he's like kind of like an average quarterback, maybe at best. Right. And I don't think Detroit's a good spot for him. I think he needs to go to a spot where there's not a, a quarterback where the coaching staff is just wowed by them. And obviously Detroit has their quarterback. So I, I don't think it's a good situation for Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and you yeah. make a good point. Uh, Kyle Long, though I, I read something on Twitter the other day. Kyle Long hinted that Mitch Trubisky and Matt, Matt Nagy are a bad fit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you could be bringing a guy in like Mariota, a veteran. Maybe he could work some magic for them. 
I think yeah. Chicago's a perfect fit. That I, makes I, sense. Chicago makes sense. If that happens, nice. yeah, that happens. I mean, shoot. If he goes to the Bears, I mean, that more power to him, you know. <laughs> but if he comes to Detroit, and Tyler, you said you said everything perfectly just now, man, as far as yep. it wouldn't be a good fit because, you know, he has no chance of winning a starting job in Detroit because he's not gonna he's not gonna outplay Matthew Stafford. Yeah. You know, Matthew Stafford, his job is locked unless you know you're looking at like an injury. Now if you look at Marcus Mariota, as far as does he look at the situation like maybe I can learn from Matthew Stafford? Maybe if, you know, maybe if Matthew Stafford, you know, he had a couple injuries, you know, if he gets hurt, I'm definitely a guy that will be first called to, to come into the game and, and play. And if if he comes out and balls out, who knows what happens? So you right. might look at it that way as well. So there's a lot of different ways you can look at it versus, you know, he's not going to be at Stafford off, you know, in training camp. That's not going to happen. But oh. if injury happened and say he led the, the, the Lions to the playoffs, Marcus Mariota, Stafford gets hurt and he led the Lions to the playoffs. You know, well, if they win a playoff game, then you're in a situation like, oh, shit. Do we keep Stafford? Do we keep Marcus Mariota? Then there's going to be this QB talk. It's going to uh, be crazy. Like, it's going to be crazy like, if that were to happen. You'd be in the situation where Tennessee's in right now with Marcus Mariota. Exactly. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be in a crazy situation. So, yeah. I mean, th- does he look at it like that? Like, he could look at it as an opportunity to learn from Stafford, and then if something were to happen, he could come in? Or maybe he just want to compete, and he wants a starting job right away. Who knows? But if Detroit were, was able to get him in, bring him in, He'll be one of the better backups. I agree. Right. Definitely one of, better, one of the better backups in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just look at Mariota's front. You know, for him personally, I think he should look into a job where uh, it should be a, where a quarterback is not just solidified in that job where maybe he could win a job out of camp or, you know, someone yeah. with a short leash. Because, like, Stafford's not going to have a short leash if he has a bad week one. Like, he's still going to be a quarterback week two. If Mitchell Tubisky has two bad weeks, you could see the leash being pulled off very quickly. And then yeah. maybe, like, Marcus Mariota goes in the football game. You're not going to get that with the Lions. That's what I'm saying. It would have to be an injury. And I guess what you mentioned, you know, Stafford has dealt with injuries the last two years. So, I mean, I guess it's it's football. It's never impossible of an injury. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't think it's the greatest fit for his side. But, like, if the Lions could somehow, you know, would budge they? a man, yeah, yeah. then, then I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I would love the move. I just, from his front, I don't understand why he would want to come to Detroit. Those are, those are my two guys. Malcolm, do you have any guys that you like? I mean, well, you, you obviously like the guys well, I like. but yeah, uh, yeah, I really like the guys you like. But before we get into my guys, let's take a quick commercial break. And then we'll jump, jump into um, Tyler's quarterbacks and my quarterbacks. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Yep. All right, everybody. Let me tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Did you miss your chance to bet on the Chiefs and Niners? Fear not, listeners. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of the year. With March Madness, the Masters, and the Major League's opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, sports, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down future bets for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. We signed up and it's super easy. And if you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up. Betonline.ag. 
Bring your best bets home with Bet Online, your online sportsbooks expert. All right, y'all, we are back, and as promised, me and Malcolm are going to name some quarterbacks that we like that are on the market. So, Malcolm, I'll give it off to you. Okay. All right, so um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna swing hit a um swing for a home run right here. Um, the guy I'm going for um in the free agency market is one of the guys who I honestly I don't think we're gonna get him. I don't think we're gonna get him, but he's gonna be in the market. Um, he's a former starter. He played his whole year ever since he's been to the league. He's been a starter. He hasn't had the great the great success as a starter. But I'm gonna go with Andy Dalton here. You know, just like with. Marcus Mariota, you know, I think Andy Dalton's going to try to get a start, a, a job where he can compete. I don't see Andy Dalton being Matthew Stafford in a quarterback competition. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. But um, yeah. if they were able to bring him in as a backup, and if you look at the opportunity, kind of like if Marcus Mariota would have come here, look at an opportunity as far as, you know, if Stafford were to get hurt, he could come in right away, you know. Maybe they look at it like that way, you know. You never know. Um, but Andy Dalton, he's a guy who's proven to be a starter, proven that could win. He could win games, not not a lot of games, but <laughs> he proven he could win some games. So in the past, in the past, yeah. I mean, I he, mean, to it, be fair to Dalton though, like when they had talent, their their front office doesn't spend on free agents. They like they were they're kind of like how the Packers used to be. They just like to develop their own guys. Their owner is cheap. They don't hand out a lot of guaranteed money. So at that time when like they were like high, you know, when like AJ Green was balling, they had Marvin Jones, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh they they were good. Sanu. Sanu, yeah. Gio See, Bernard. they didn't pay those guys. They let them all walk. They they didn't yeah. pay they don't pay their free agents. Which is yeah. a mistake in my opinion. But if they like surrounded him with more talent, I think he could have won. Like they, they were a good team. Bengals were good, man. I don't know. The reason why I don't say that is because he had everything. As a quarterback, I mean, the only thing like I'm not sure what he he didn't have. Like he had a running game, he had a good tight, he had a Pro Bowl tight end. He has a one of the best receivers in the game. Right. Like like what 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 is he missing? What does he need? Has their O line been good? I mean, I, I don't really. I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not because sure I don't I don't follow Cincinnati that much. Same. But when I I I know throughout the years he always had a running game. If it was Giovanni Bernard, if it was um, who's the guy that had Green Ellis? Yeah, they had. They always, always had, always, always, always had like a thousand yard rusher. So, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, as as a starter, as a franchise quarterback, I don't see him being that guy. I, I, I felt like that for a while. But as a backup, I mean, I don't know. It all depends on how he sees the backup role. Does he aim? Does he go for the money and try to get a starting role? Like, does he try to go to, like, the Chargers? Or does he accept the backup role like Tannehill did last year? Yeah, no, for me, Dalton, I kind of look at the same way situation. I guess a a similar one that's just kind of popping in my head right now, and it would even end up being a good situation, honestly, but it's kind of what the Bears did a few years ago, if you remember. They signed Mike Glennon to a one-year deal, or I don't yeah. remember how many years it was. But they went and signed Mike Glennon, and then they drafted Mitchell Trubisky at pick number two. Yeah, I could see that for a team that that's going to draft a young quarterback like this year. Maybe, example, the Chargers, like you mentioned, the Panthers, yeah. uh, the Dolphins, something around one of those teams, kind of maybe the Colts, even maybe. Um, I like that for Andy Dalton better than coming 
for Detroit. I like him where he could start off right away, let the young quarterback maybe sit behind a little bit, develop for a couple weeks, maybe like a Justin Herbert, maybe like a Jordan Love, a Tua, one of those, you know. I, I really like the situation of that. Maybe sign a one-year deal or maybe, maybe, just maybe, even go back to Cincinnati for a year if they don't think Joe Burrow is ready to go from the get-go. I don't think that's the case. I think Joe Burrow no, is ready to go no. from the get-go. If there was any, you know, situation where that happened, but no, yeah, <laughs> I think you no. will. Yeah, Joe Burrow is one of those guys that probably will be ready from the get-go. But you know, you never know. There's always that. There's Baker Mayfields who didn't start off in the get-go. They had uh, uh, who did they have start off? Was it yeah, uh, um, what's his name? He used to play for Buffalo. Tyrod, yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. But yeah. Tyrod Taylor was he was legit. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, what I mean? you know, where I'm going with that. But I, I think. Uh, I, I could see that for Dalton. I think that's a, a good case for him. I don't think Detroit's the best situation for him. But like, kind of like I mentioned for Mariota, if you can somehow convince Andy Dalton to come to Detroit and be a backup, yep. I'm down for it. It just from Andy Dalton's front, I don't see it as a good idea either, really. Unless no. he just wants to collect some paychecks and not very do much. So, yeah, I mean, it's the only yeah. thing I got. What do you yeah. got here? Yeah, you guys said everything pretty much. I agree with what you guys said. Um, Dalton probably doesn't want to be a backup because remember when they benched him, he was kind of angry. There was reports coming out that he didn't want to be benched. They benched him for Ryan Finley for one game. It was a disaster. And On then, his birthday. <laughs> yeah, there was That's like reports saying he was angry. Um, so I, I don't think he wants to be – I think he wants to like at least compete to be a starter, and here he has no chance. But then again, like if no team like offers him um, – like if Detroit offers him the most money, as a backup, another team offers some less money to compete. Maybe he'll chase the money. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just depends. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if 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 they could somehow find a way to get him here at a reasonable cost, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, and if he, agency, yeah, man. it does. And if he does become a backup, he would be one of the better backups. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, the, another guy who, out of that list, I kind of like, I think would be actually a good fit. They may have the greatest career since they've been in the in the league. They've been backup. They've been a backup. Their whole their whole their whole career. They've I know what you're talking about. Oh my lord. Um. Yeah. Um. He was actually a former. He been in division before. He was a former Bear. Um. He was drafted from Tampa Bay. Um. I'm going Mike Glennon. And Mike Glennon. I mean. He's not the greatest quarterback, but he's a good backup. I mean, you look at his numbers. Like last year, he played. A, he played a game for the for the Raiders. I guess Carr got hurt. I'm not sure what happened to Carr, but he threw for 56 yards, one touchdown last year. So that's just coming in. I mean, he played solid. So I don't know. I mean, for a backup, I would be okay if they bring in Mike Lennon. Um, I'm looking at his stats right now, Malcolm. Though those two games he threw, those I think he was kind of like after they benched Carr or maybe like. Car got hurt for a play. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was actually two games. Two games. It was, it was, it was the Jets yeah. and, the, and the and the Packers. Yeah. Well, they got killed versus the Packers, so they might have just been benching. Yeah, Derek. they probably benched. They probably benched Derek. Yeah. He came in through a touchdown. Well, there you go. I actually watched because the Raiders were on hard knocks last year, so I actually got to watch a lot of Mike Glennon. And uh, impressed. wasn't impressed. I wasn't necessarily impressed. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be really sold on him as a backup, honestly, to be to be totally honest. I don't think he's kind of one of those guys. You you kind of need a really perfect situation for Mike Glenn to win a football game, in my opinion. I, I don't I think, think he's good. 
I don't think he's going to be like a guy that could just step in and win you a couple games. I think he has to be like a very good situation where the defense is balling. Like, I don't think Mike Glenn is just going to give you 27 points or 28 points. I don't think he's like that type of quarterback. Do you think he'll be done better than the backups we had last year? I think it'd be like the same result, honestly. Same result? Same result? Yeah, I really do. I mean, he he was competing with Nathan Peterman, and and to me personally, I thought Nathan Peterman outbeat him. I thought Peterman outbeat him in camp last Nathan year. Peterman, he just got hurt, right? Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, in the last preseason game, I thought Peterman outbeat uh, Glennon for that job. But yeah, I mean, and then Peterman got placed on IR before the season started. And yeah, if anything, I'd be more <laughs> opposed to. I don't want this to happen either. But I'd be more opposed to Nathan Peterman, all jokes aside, than Mike Glennon. I, uh, I would too. Is he a free agent? Um, I'm not sure. If he is, I mean, I thought be a, be a, I be a, mentioned him. I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the fans would be in an uproar. Yeah, yeah, and he's a meme. But... Yeah, he's a meme. He's a walking meme. Um, the fans would be in an uproar if we got Nathan Peterman. But I mean, you're looking at a backup. He's a solid quarterback. He has a hell of an arm too. Nathan Peterman is a restricted free agent. So oh, you have to you have, have to outbid, outbid the Raiders. Yeah, but if I'm saying if it came down to either one, I I prefer Nathan Peterman over yeah, Mike Glennon too. personally. Yeah, Peterman uh, actually, I, I agree with you. He had a good preseason with the Raiders, if I remember, and people were like shook, like oh shit, yeah, no, yeah, that's playing what well. That's what I'm saying. I like I like Peterman's game more than Glennon. I thought if if Peterman was healthy, didn't get hurt, I think he would outbeat Glennon for that job. And remember last year, a couple years ago, I said, like, I wouldn't oppose Peterman because he had some tools that I liked when he was coming out. Yeah, yeah I mean, I remember that. I actually remember everyone was laughing. Everyone was laughing. I was like, this guy was just put, like, in a bad situation. He wasn't ready to play. I mean, you can't just throw someone out there who's not ready. Like, it's not fair to them. Yeah. So, like, I actually am a Peterman fan. Maybe not of his stats, but, like, of his tools and, like, his potential. Like, his, like, I like his tools, you know? So... Kind of reminds me of our guy uh, that we had, Jeff Driscoll. You know, can move around. He's got a bit of an arm, you know. It kind of reminds me yeah, of Driscoll. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, but, sort of. Yeah. Driscoll's, but, got, Driscoll's problem is he's got to let the ball go. And yeah. the Lions worked him out. They did work out Peterman. They did. They did. And there is some interest. Yeah, I don't know if it's a lot or little, but yeah, they did work him out. Yeah. I mean, they work out essentially everybody. So. Right. I wouldn't think that too much, but yeah. All right, All right. so that's that's your two QBs, Mike yeah. Glennon and Andy Dalton. I guess yeah. I, I'm not a huge uh, Peter. Did you mention did you want Glennon? Honestly, I'm not that high on Glennon. I think he's kind of like Paxton Lynch to me, just a guy with a big arm, tall as yeah. shit can throw, but just not that good. I mean, I, I I wouldn't. I mean, I think maybe he's an upgrade over Driscoll. I don't know. Um, I'm not really a fan of his game because he's not also as mobile. He just kind of sits in a pocket. Doesn't move as much, but he has an arm, and you know Bevel loves guys with arms. Maybe Bevel could like work some stuff with him. You never know. Would you be satisfied as Mike Lennon if they signed him as your back quarterback going into camp? I would have to see. I have to see how he does in preseason. Yeah, I'm not gonna like judge him right now because like. Yeah, that's fair. So you you're you're saying they would have to bring another quarterback to compete with Mike Lennon. It can't just be Mike Lennon. Absolutely, and that's probably what it would be. It's probably what it would be. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I would. I mean, if he came in and we signed him, it'll be cool, you know, for some type of quarterback competition for our number two. Yeah, it'll be him, somebody else who knows a rookie, whatever. Andy Gordon. 
<laughs> but uh okay so i i, I get you guys are saying you know that's that's very fair if, if that were the situation i would have minded as well but if it's like the situation kind of like let's say like tom savage like where mike glenn is the only quarterback we essentially signed in free agency i would be disappointed honestly yeah i want to have like a ton of guys not a ton but maybe like a rookie blau blau could improve because he's still under contract and then like a vet off the street like you you want you want like four to five guys in camp yeah they they gotta stop playing musical chairs yeah that's was awful i agree okay all right i'm gonna go ahead and name the guy i guess and you guys are all familiar with him and it's jeff driscoll um I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Jeff Driscoll. I wouldn't necessarily say I want him as my backup quarterback. But he's a guy I really want to see again. I want to see Jeff Driscoll in camp again. I want to see him get another opportunity with the Lions. There's just something about Jeff Driscoll's game I really like about him. Something like his his mobility in the pocket. I just think he needs to be a little smarter. His IQ is just not my favorite. I don't think he has the smartest IQ. Sometimes he makes a very bad decision. And it's like, I guess, understandable for a backup quarterback. But... I want to see him kind of with the full offseason of Daryl Bevel because, you know, we saw him kind of get thrown in who was signed week three after they released Josh Johnson. They went and picked up Driscoll from the, the streets like week three after the Eagles game. I kind of want to see a full offseason with Daryl Bevel and see what they could really get out of Jeff Driscoll. I want to see, you know, maybe they could find something to his game where they could elevate his game to take kind of that next step i'm not saying he's a starter i'm not saying he's gonna come in and light up the roof but right some, someone i want to see bevel kind of experiment a little more i really like his tools i think something it could work around with and if jeff driscoll they bring him back and he has a phenomenal camp i'd be more than comfortable having jeff driscoll as my back quarterback honestly i really would be uh, i think there's something there i think there's something to mess around poke around with and I, I am so down to bring Jeff Driscoll back and just let him compete in training camp and preseason to just see what he has. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Then you can release him and move on, and then maybe we can go somewhere else. I still think we should have kind of like we mentioned with Mike Glenn and bring in some other quarterbacks to compete with him, but I want to see Jeff Driscoll in that competition and fight for that backup spot. I think he is capable of being a backup quarterback in the NFL. I think he has the tools to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. I want to see a philosophy with Jeff Driscoll. I agree. I, I, agree. I like it. Bring him in. He deserves yeah. another chance. Bring, Bring like, like we said, four or five guys in. Just let them compete. Yeah. You know, maybe you get, obviously you'll have David Blau there. Matthew Stafford will obviously be there. So and like then two, three more guys. Yeah, you you want to get another one from free agency. Maybe in, maybe two from free agency. And then maybe you could go ahead and draft one in the later to mid rounds in this draft. So something I would expect at least. All right, y'all, that is a wrap to episode 77 of the Pride Podcast of us talking quarterbacks. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And I'm Tyler, and I'm out. Peace out. All right, guys, before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, preferably a five-star. We appreciate all the support. I'm out. Peace. All right, everybody, it's your boy Malcolm. Um, I want everybody to know that um, I know a lot of people have been asking about the voicemails. Um, we're going to bring that back soon. So, you know, keep leaving the voicemails. We're going to get to them, and we're going to um, play them on the episode maybe maybe next week. We'll try to get some get to some voicemails. But we're going we're gonna to get to the voicemails. All right, y'all, I am out. Peace.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.